What if you lacked confidence and thought a drug could fix it? Real life starts now. Welcome to Real Life with Evangelist Ann and Kathleen Lay, where people with real problems find answers in a real God. Welcome to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Lay, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Ann Lay. Later in the show, you'll hear from Nathan Lee Moore, who got hooked on cocaine to give them a sense of confidence. You know, I think that a lot of times we can put our hope and trust into something. And sometimes that could be a drug. And we think, wow, that will help me out. That'll make me feel better. It calms me down. But in reality, it's opening the door sometimes for us for further problems. Mm, yeah, well, I think everyone is looking for confidence. People like confidence. When you see a confident person, it can make you feel like, wow. I wish I was that way. You know, Mm -hmm. I wish I could talk like them. I wish I could always go, go, go. And sometimes we don't realize that confidence is something that someone can have, but it can also be falsified. It could be a substance, which, you know, there are substances out there that provide this false sense of confidence. But my question is, where can we get confidence? Can we get confidence from people always boosting us up or always talking us up. Mm -hmm. How did you find confidence before, Kathleen? You know, I was very ill-confident, never felt very confident in myself, though I would get a lot of attention. There were guys that liked me. I had friends. But inside, I constantly felt rejected and felt down and depressed. And I couldn't understand why I was constantly feeling that way. Mm. And I lacked confidence in a lot of things, though superficially I had it. And for me, I even tried to fix my issues through antidepressants, which actually never fixed it. It only numbed my pain and my problems. And so for me, I realized that The only confidence that I could truly feel or find is when I put my hope and trust in Jesus. Mm. And that was the only thing that helped me to realize that when I do things for him and unto him, and when he's called me to do it, I can have confidence knowing that he will be with me. And maybe not in the things that I do, but knowing he is with me. Yeah. Well, one thing I really noticed for me is that when I didn't have confidence or I really lacked in it, Mm -hmm. in my mind... I looked at everybody else as if they had confidence and I didn't. Uh And that really drove that desire saying, gosh, how can I get this? How can I get this? And some people, they'll do self-help books or they'll try to do training classes. Some people will fake it until they make it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But in Jeremiah chapter 17, 7, it says, but blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Mm-hmm. And you know, I begin to really reflect on that verse. And in the Bible, there's many verses like this. But you know, I kind of understand that confidence can really be based on who you're with. You know, like when you're hanging out with someone like really cool, and when you're with that person versus alone, your confidence level is much higher, mm. especially if they're a person who's very confident themselves. Well, when you know the Lord, and when you know that the Lord is with you, it will give you a real sense of confidence. And when you put your confidence in him, you'll have confidence to live this world throughout because you're never alone again. And man, that's really an awesome thing. I know. And knowing that God is with us can bring us a confidence that nothing else can. Let's hear from Nathan Lee Moore after the break. Real life is made possible by people like you. We'd like to take this opportunity to sincerely thank you for your generous support. We couldn't do it without you. May God bless. 
Welcome back to Real Life. I'm your host, Kathleen Light, and joining me is my husband, Evangelist Don Light. Hello, everyone. Joining us is Nathan Lee Moore, and he was addicted to cocaine as he grew up and got out of the house. There were many things that happened to him. He was abused by his adopted mother, was malnourished. He went through a lot of things that brought him to becoming an addict, but he had a powerful encounter with the Lord, and we're going to hear about that. Nathan, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I understand that you were born in a drug house, like a party house. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, the best I can remember of it, I was there up until I was two and a half. And I just know that there was pretty much always chaos and activity going on there. And I was put off in a side room and more or less forgotten about. Every once in a while, a man would come in and threaten me, tell me to stay on the bed. and I would cry, of course, as a baby. And they didn't want to hear that because they were busy partying. So I slept a lot, and I didn't really know how weak I was until I was adopted and got to start using my legs. Then I realized that I was pretty weak from not being nourished and not being able to be active like most children. And starving, of course, and my hair was falling out. Oh, that is so sad. And now you were adopted, which is a wonderful thing, but unfortunately, your adoptive mother was abusing you. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, she abused me in different ways. Verbally, there was also physical abuse of being beaten, and it was tough to endure the school years. Mm. Going through that kind of home life, I didn't have any confidence, and the other boys in school picked up on that pretty quick, so mm. I was bullied, and there's just a lot of things that surrounded that. Wow. You don't have a father there to help you learn how to be a man, and you're left to yourself to learn about life. Oh, Yeah. And this led you down the road to alcohol and drugs, and you actually became addicted to cocaine. Tell me how that addiction started to destroy your life. Oh, I started using drugs after I turned 18, pretty much to find a place to fit in in some crowd or some, you know, looking for acceptance. Yeah. And also had a lot of pent-up anger for all the years of abuse. Mm. It started with marijuana, which breaks down your judgment. And then later, I wanted to try the harder drugs. The Coke was just another different high, another way to try to escape from reality. Mm. Nathan, what made it so addictive to you? Well, I think it was just the instant feeling of becoming extremely confident in myself, which in contrast to before, I lacked confidence big time. I had almost zero confidence. Mm -hmm. And so it created a false escape. And it allowed me to try to be this person that I thought I needed to be. Mm. So it provided a false freedom in that sense that I could be confident, that I could be more bold, that I could be more energetic, that I could just be all these things that I couldn't seem to be in a so-called reality. But all with a very high price, of course. Everything became about the high. Everything became all about getting more of it and not wanting to come down from it, which You know, you go without eating when you're on it. You go without sleeping when you're on it because of the energy. And it caused me to think about robbery and try to commit thefts and crimes to get money to get more of the drug. And so my whole existence became centered on the addiction of that drug. Wow. I remember hearing from you that there was a time where you encountered a voice that told you to kill yourself. Tell me about that. I was 20 years old. I ended up living in a drug house, ironically, at the age of 20. I had my own stash, and my buddy and I just kind of went on a binge. 
and we ran out and I was miserable and I was coming down from it. And I was just laying awake in the living room floor thinking, what am I going to do with my life? I just felt like a total loser. And at that moment, Satan offered me an idea to kill myself. And it just sounded like a strong negative thought, but I knew who it was coming from. And I declined that offer. Mm. Well, it was interesting because right after that voice, you heard another voice and you knew whose voice it was and it totally changed your life. Tell me about that. So after I (laughs) declined that offer, I heard the voice of Jesus Christ and he asked me, do you remember me? And mentally, I couldn't remember him. But in my heart, his voice sounded like a voice that I must have heard a hundred years ago, which that makes no sense. But I knew beyond the shadow of a doubt that it was Jesus Christ. His voice conveyed perfect love, perfect acceptance. And when I heard him say that, I said, yes, Lord, I remember. And all of a sudden, it's just like a revelation. I just knew Jesus is the answer. I was laying there looking for answers trying to find a purpose for life. And that hit me. This is it. I need to be saved. I need to be forgiven of my sins. I need to live for the Lord. Wow. It's amazing because some people never hear about Jesus through other people, but they actually have these types of encounters like you did. And you just knew what you needed to do, which is get forgiveness and ask God to help you and to save you from where you were at. When you said that prayer, when you called out to him, What happened? How did your life change? Well, I prayed and I said, Lord, please get me out of this situation, this drug house, because I don't want to stay with this. Right. And he got me out of there. I said, if you get me out of here, nothing will prevent me from being saved. And very quickly, I ended up living somewhere else. Wow. How powerful. And he helped you to get set free from addiction and from all these drugs. And now you're living free. How long has it been? How many years? In this coming January, it'll be 20 years. I'll be clean. Mm, You look so young, too. That's amazing. 20 years free from cocaine, all by calling out to Jesus. And some of the other things he helped you out with is making you feel loved and acceptance. And I think so many people are looking for that. What's one word you would say or something you would say to someone who's out there who feels like a low life or an addict and they can't get free? What would you tell them? I would say don't give up because... Whether you feel it or not, whether you realize it or not, you're the apple of God's eye. He loves you with an unconditional love that cannot be explained in our words. Mm. And you are worth so much more than you realize. Amen. Well, we're going to pray for those who are listening right now. Thank you so much, Nathan, for sharing what God has done in your life. God bless you. God bless you. You know, something that really stood out to me was that there was a time in his life where Specifically for him, marijuana began to break down his judgment. And he was doing things that he never thought he would ever do, and then ended up being hooked on it, addicted. And how many of us can be like that? We get to a point in our life where we're doing things that we never thought we would actually be doing, and then we're hooked to them. And I sense that there's someone listening right now on the air and saying, That's me. I need to get set free. I never knew I'd be doing what I'm doing right now. And I'm hooked to it, and I don't know what to do. Well, good news is Jesus has the power to shatter those chains in your life and to set you free. All you have to do is call out to Him. Jesus, we call out to you, and we ask for you to break those chains. We receive you, we believe in you, and we thank you, Lord, that we today can have changed lives Mm -hmm. just like Nathan has. We ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if you need prayer, we want to hear from you. Give us a call. 
Our number is 877-480-4477. Again, 877-480-4477. God bless you all. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to Real Life.